You're listening to the Glory Days of Sports podcast, being brought to you by Genesis Contracting, LLC. In the beginning, called Genesis Contracting, they do roofing, siding, gutters, and interior and exterior remodeling. Plus, they are insurance claims specialists. Call 314-517-2380. Again, 314-517-2380. Tell them you heard about them on the Glory Days of Sports podcast. On the inaugural Glory Days of Sports podcast, I talked with Ken Wilson in a two-part interview. One part talking about what he is best known for here in the St. Louis area, doing play-by-play for the St. Louis Blues. The other part of the interview talks about Ken bringing the River City Rascals to O'Fallon. As a teenager in the St. Louis area in the late 1980s and early 1990s, Saturday night was pretty important. Before I had heard of anyone calling it Hockey Night and whatever, watching a Blues game was an event at my house. Lots of good food and a great game with the Blues against the Blackhawks or Red Wings. The night was usually capped off with Saturday Night Live when SNL was still good. By the way, share on Facebook or retweet this interview by January 15th to be entered into a drawing for four free tickets to a River City Rascals game this upcoming season. Here is part two of my interview. Switching gears a little bit, uh, that was in 1993. That same year, a team called the Zanesville Grays won the first ever Frontier League Championship. Uh, At that same time, probably no one else in the St. Louis area had ever heard of the Frontier League and the Zanesville Grays, but uh, five years later, you brought them to O'Fallon, Missouri. Uh, what was that experience like, bringing the uh, Zanesville Grays and uh, we, you brought them here and uh, they're the River City Rascals? Well, it's, it's something that I am still glad we did. Uh, I like to say things like that, you can't take it away. You know, once you've done it, you can't take it away. Uh, certainly, I didn't do it alone. I couldn't have done it without a lot of people being supportive. And that's another thing I've always said. You're only as good as the people around you. So there were a lot of good people around that made the River City Rascals uh, a reality. I mean, the story was that, oh, I want to say about 1995, 96, 97. uh, I mean, I was busy because I was doing all the Blues games, doing about 100 California Angels games at the time. But for some reason, I thought I had time on my hands. <laughs> gotcha, yeah. I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't think I was very busy. I don't right, know what, right. what was, why, why I was so crazy. But I always liked things other than what I was doing. Uh, you know, I love being a Major League Baseball broadcaster. I love being an NHL broadcaster. But, you know, I wanted to be an attorney. I wanted to run a baseball team. Uh, I would have loved to run an NHL team. You know, there were so many things that that I really wanted to do, but I couldn't do. So I decided around 1995 when I saw the Northern League, an independent pro league, and I saw the Frontier League, I decided that I would start my own league. And I decided that I would resurrect the old Central League, which was in places like Dayton and Flint and Saginaw and uh, Lansing and Muskegon, Michigan. So I worked on that for a couple of years, went to those cities, talked to people uh, in, in my spare time, right. in, my cra- in my crazy spare time. And then I realized that, uh, you know, that was a pretty big task I was trying to undertake because I was doing it like I do everything without any money. And as people know, when you don't have money, it's difficult to do things. Absolutely. Sometimes. Yep. Uh, I, I was doing it on uh, energy and what I thought was some wisdom. 
So I learned a lot, and then I decided, why am I trying to put a six or eighteen or eight team league together? Why don't I just try to put one team together? That would seem to be a big enough task. Mm-hmm. And I said, why don't we put a team in Chesterfield okay. and try to put it in the Frontier League? And I started out there and really wanted to put it by Chesterfield Mall and, and by the ice rinks there in Chesterfield Valley. Right. And we could, couldn't get anything worked out with the city. And then the mayor in O'Fallon, Paul Renaud, right. uh, got a hold of me and said, we're putting together the Ozzie Smith Sports Complex I want to build a 7,500-seat stadium wow. and bring, bring big-time baseball here. So we got together, and I trimmed him back a little bit <laughs> right? And, and suggested, why don't we look at a Frontier League team? Why don't you build a smaller stadium? Why don't you save a lot of money because you don't need a stadium that big? Right. And uh, so to, to summarize it, I went out and had the task of finding a team and paying for it. Uh, working a deal to get a stadium built, uh, which turned out to be O'Fallon, and uh, also then having to put an ownership group together to say nothing of a staff later and working to design the stadium. But it, it was it was challenging because, you know, I had to convince the folks in O'Fallon, which wasn't that hard because they wanted to do it, but, uh, you know, of, of how to go about doing it. And I had to, I ended up raising about a million dollars from uh, nearly fifty different individuals gotcha. to fund buying the team and also uh, investing in, you know, getting the team ready to play in 1999. And it was uh, challenging to say the least because we were in precarious positions. Uh, the city of O'Fallon wouldn't do a stadium lease until we had a team. Nobody wanted to buy a team until there was a stadium lease. So I, I remember one day I sent to, to the owners of the Zane, Zanesville Grays, I sent them a check of $10,000 out of my personal account. Wow. I think my wife thought I was crazy. <laughs> but that's what that's what got us over the hump. Gotcha. I made the down payment to buy the Zanesville Grays. Uh, you know, we put all the money together. Uh, which was not an easy task. That's where a lot of people stepped up, you know, really for the good of the community and uh, the good of the game. And finally, you know, put it all together. And it, 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 the, the hardest part of those deals is the stadium. It's always the stadium. Hmm. And uh, Paul Renaud, who was at that time the mayor of O'Fallon, uh, really was the force uh, in the community there that made that happen. And that's a very, very tough task for an individual, especially a politician, to sure. commit to, to to get that done. And I, I don't take that effort uh, lightly. It's still there, and, uh, you know, moving along, we have the same thing with the Gateway Grizzlies mm-hmm. across the river. Uh, we just copied what we did with the River City Rascals with uh, Rich Sojé and I and some folks over in Illinois. And, you know, the, Gri- the Grizzlies have certainly done very well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Sojé. Yeah. yeah, I know. It, it, it's good. Looking, looking back, it's uh, I'm I feel really good about you know what we did and what it's contributed to both communities. I know uh, somebody who lives here in the St. Charles area, uh, about ten minutes from O'Fallon, where uh, where now they call it Carshield Field. Uh, I really love having that choice here in St. Charles County. Granted, it, I mean. I'm not for a minute going to say, hey, it's as good as going to Bush Stadium and seeing a Cardinals game. However, I'm also not driving 30 minutes here from St. Charles 
paying 30 bucks for parking, paying 50 bucks a piece for the tickets, paying $10 per hot dog. So just to have that option in my backyard on a warm summer evening to be able to go see a game uh, is, is, is a great option to have uh, living here in the St. Charles area. Well, a lot of people thought it was a stupid idea. They thought it would never work. Well, here, uh, the, here, here we are 20 years later. It's still around. So. Yeah, it, 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 it seems to have worked. And who would have thought you could stand on some land in Sojay and look at the arch and look at Bush Stadium and, right. and draw 5,000 people to a baseball game when the Cardinals are playing the Dodgers Absolutely. at Bush Stadium? They said it couldn't be done, but it can be done. And uh, we, were, we were lucky to put it all together. Uh, we just got done doing essentially the same thing here in Portland, Oregon, where I live now. And uh, people said that uh, we have been involved in summer college wood bat baseball, which is future pro players in their college career playing in the summer. And folks told me that uh, it would never work in, on the east side of Portland. There was an old 1954 ballpark with 800 wooden bleacher seats. And in the worst neighborhood in town, the mm. highest crime in Portland, Oregon, they told me it would never work year after year after year. And finally, in 2013, I said, well, let's make it work. If you say it won't work, let's make it work. Right. Fortunately, we finally played in 2016 and have played two seasons now and only have a capacity of about 1,600. But sell out every game. Team makes a lot of money. People absolutely love it. And... Uh, not too too much unlike what we did in O'Fallon and Sojay and uh, you know people had an option in Portland on the west side of town they have a Northwest League Class A team the Hillsboro Hops who play in a brand new 17 million dollar stadium and draw about 3,500 a game that's about a half hour from where we put a team in the bad neighborhood hmm. and. Uh, People people will go if you give them good entertainment that's affordable and you put it near their homes, uh, and you do a good job. You have to do a good job with right. the food and beverage and the entertainment. Right. And if you do a good job and you're honest and you're straightforward with the folks, uh, they'll come out and support you. And uh, as I've always said, the, the greatest thing is when you go to a game like the Rascals or the Grizzlies or here we have the Portland Pickles. <laughs> and you go there and you see grandma and grandpa and mom and dad, right. and little Dustin and little Jessica, and they're thrilled to death. Yep. Uh, they couldn't be happier. They've gotten autographs. They go home with a keychain. Right. And and it's the greatest thing ever. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, that, that's what that's what's made all that for me uh, worthwhile to to see those smiles and faces like that. You know, it's just I'm just glad we've been able to do it. I will get back to the Glory Days of Sports podcast in just a moment. Right now, I'm talking with Jesse Adams, the owner of Genesis Contracting, LLC. Jesse, what can you tell me about Genesis Contracting? Well, I started Genesis Contracting because I wanted to have a a personal relationship with my customers. Genesis Contracting was started to do roof repairs, roof replacements, gutters, siding, generally everything on the outside of the house, but we also do interior remodeling and, and things like that. But um, I'm a customer service oriented type of guy and so uh, the company that I was working for didn't, didn't seem to have as much interest in having that kind of relationship with the customer so that's why I started Genesis Contracting. You mentioned being inside and outside uh, and I recently saw that on your Facebook page of Genesis Contracting. What can you tell me about some of the projects that you guys have done inside and outside? Well outside of course we do roof, gutters, siding, soffit fascia, um, and decks. We do concrete work as well, patio replacements. 
And on the inside, we do painting and uh, basement uh, remodels, bathroom remodels, pretty much anything that's not new construction, we're capable of taking care of. You hit on one thing, customer service. I can't tell you how huge of a thing that is for me. To me, it's all about customer service. I enjoy having a relationship with people. Um, When we're working on people's homes, it's their biggest investment, and they want to know that they are working with somebody that can be trusted, and um, I like bringing that to the table. What about insurance claims? Are you guys uh, involved with insurance claims at all? Yes, I have a lot of experience doing insurance claims, so if your home has been damaged by wind or hail or even fire, uh, I work closely with insurance companies to um, take care of your insurance claim. I can do all the back and forth between uh, the insurance company and and the customer and just make sure that the job gets completed from start to finish. Jesse Adams of Genesis Contracting LLC. Jesse, how can people get a hold of Genesis Contracting? You can call me at 314-517-2380 or reach me by email at jesse, J-E-S-S-E dot genesiscontracting at gmail.com. And uh, also on social media, Facebook, you can find us, Genesis Contracting. That is Jesse Adams with Genesis Contracting, LLC. Give him a call, 314-517-2380. Again, 314-517-2380. And check him out on Facebook. Be sure to tell him you heard about them on the Glory Days of Sports podcast. One last question for you, uh, and I'll uh, let you go, get back to your busy schedule. Um, you, you mentioned what you're doing now. We talked about the Blues and bringing the uh, Rascals uh, to town and the Gateway Grizzlies as well. Connect the dots for me of from the time that you left the Blues and the St. Louis area to what you are doing now. What have you done in between? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> a bigger question. My wife has asked me even today at lunch, and what are you going to do in the future? <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I go, well, I haven't decided yet. Uh, let's see what happened. Uh, well, you remember the Blues were going into the NHL was going into a strike season. Sure. Uh, I think after 2003-2004, my wife and I had bought a home in Hawaii in 2000, and our goal was to move there with our young children uh, as soon as possible. And we decided when we knew the strike was coming that I didn't want to do the blues anymore. Uh, Fox Sports wanted me to keep doing the blues. I had told my wife we were going to move to Hawaii and the only way I would do the Blues is if I did 15 or 20 games on the West Coast. And uh, we were, you know, we hadn't even gotten to that discussion. And uh, they said, oh, no, we're going to make a change anyway. I said, well, that's fine, because I'm making a change. I'm moving to Hawaii anyway. <laughs> uh, so, so I moved to Hawaii, and that was during the strike year, which I wouldn't have enjoyed much not working. And I got a job in Hawaii as a news reporter at the Fox station in Honolulu, where I had worked years ago as a sports director when it was an NBC station. And I worked there for a year. Uh, and that was work, which I was not accustomed to. I've unfortunately only worked a couple of times in my life, and that was one of them. Uh, but it was interesting. And I, I, you know, I'm a journalism major, so I, I kind of enjoyed being a TV station news reporter. And I did that for a year, and then my uh, son tried to convince me to get into the pizza business because we were going to become millionaires overnight. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so I, I decided close to home in Honolulu that I would uh, start a, uh, a pizza restaurant. Hmm. So I learned everything I could about pizza restaurants. 
I went to my friends at Fortel's in St. Louis. Sure. They helped me tremendously uh, with product and with ideas, and I'd always uh, respected the Fortel's. And I, I looked at the pizza restaurant as a marketing study and a marketing project of uh, how to compete with uh, Round Table and right. uh, Pop John's and, uh, you know, Little Caesars. And they were all in this community, and I was going to go in as an independent. So I made it a marketing project, and uh, we actually did very well. Everybody told me employees would be a problem, and employees were a problem. Uh, but I enjoyed it because I got to sweep the floor, I got to make the dough, I got to do the accounting, I got to do the legal work, and it was a nice small business. And I did that for, oh boy, maybe three years. And at the same time, they had uh, Class A and Class AA pro players, baseball playing in Hawaii in the fall in the Hawaii Winter League. So they wanted me to do the play-by-play of radio and their TV games in Hawaii. So I did that for a couple of years with players that were there at that time, like Dexter Fowler Hmm. and a bunch of other future big leaguers that we had in Hawaii. And that was in, I want to say, 2006 and 2007. And then I got a call one day from George Brett's brother, Bobby. And he said to me, he said, what are you doing? And I said, well, it's Sunday morning. I'm here on the veranda of a restaurant <laughs> having Eggs Benedict. What are you doing? <laughs> sure, yeah. He said, I'm in an airport van going from a hotel to the Portland airport. I said, why are you doing that? He said, I just bought the Bellingham Bells of the West Coast League, Summer Collegiate Woodbat. Okay. I said, never heard of it, Bobby, never heard of it. And he said, well, I just bought the team and they need a president. And I told him they should hire you. And I said, that's great, Bobby. Uh, That's terrific. He says, I want you to move to Spokane, and I'm going to have you do TV of my Western Hockey League junior team and all of this. I said, Bobby, slow down. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, I I sold the pizza restaurant and uh, moved to Portland to be president of the what then was the West Coast Collegiate Baseball League. We shortened it to West Coast League. The goal was to grow the league, so... From, uh, oh my gosh, 2008 to 2013, I got rid of two teams, added four or five teams, tried to make the league better, tried to market it better, uh, made the league grow. Uh, I'm collecting a lot of dots here, aren't I? Yeah, absolutely. We're learning. And then after after that, they decided they didn't want any growth, and I was into growth. So my wife and I took my, our two kids to France, and we lived in France for a year where my son played hockey on wow. a travel team and did everything in French, which was fascinating. Then we came back, and uh, some folks wanted to start another college summer woodbat league out here in the West. So they came to me and said, will you lead, it, lead this? We need six teams, and uh, we'd like you to put a team in Portland, and we're going to have teams in Chico and we're going to have a team in Medford, Oregon. And then one thing led to another, and I helped put that league together. I put the Portland Pickles together, which we discussed earlier. Sure. And here we are going into the 2018 baseball season, and I'm still commissioner of the uh, Great West League, which is what it's called. And that's uh, that takes care of what I can do the rest <laughs> of the day today. Gotcha. So there you go. That's a lot of dots yeah. to be connected. But Absolutely. It's been fun, and I've enjoyed it. Haven't had to work except a little bit in Hawaii. And well, if you're going to work someplace, you know, you can do it down in Hawaii. 
hey, if you if you're working, it makes you appreciate what people have to do all the time. And I have a lot of respect for folks who work all the time. And I'm just grateful that I've been able to do things I like most of my life. So lucky, lucky I am to be sure. Well, like I said at the uh, very beginning, uh, if I had a Mount Rushmore broadcasters, Jack Buck, Dan Kelly, Vin Scully, and yourself, you would be right there. So I can't tell you what uh, talking to you for about the uh, past 30 minutes or so means. It's uh, definitely been a pleasure. Well, I've enjoyed it, Mike. Thank you very much, and my best to everybody in the St. Louis area. I have a lot of great memories of St. Louis, and I still hear from folks from, from time to time. So I have only the great feelings of St. Louis, and again, wish the best for everybody. Thanks. That wraps up part two of my interview with one of my favorites, Ken Wilson. You've been listening to the Glory Days of Sports podcast, being brought to you by Genesis Contracting, LLC. In the beginning, called Genesis Contracting, they do roofing, siding, gutters, and interior and exterior remodeling. Plus, they are insurance claims specialists. Call 314-517-2380, 314-517-2380. Tell them you heard about them on the Glory Days of Sports podcast. Music is courtesy of bensound.com. Make sure to like my Facebook page, Glory Days of Sports, and follow me on Twitter at Voice of St. Chaz.